0: All right, as you know, I always like to start with something interesting. And there was this guy on a TikTok video that went viral, and I thought, now this is genius because all of us have those jars of nickels and pennies and quarters, right? Don't you guys have that? Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah. what are we going to do with all of that? So, of course, you can take it over to Coinbase, but they charge you a percentage. So what this guy figured out, genius, is that if you do the self-checkout at Walmart, is that you can just dump all those coins right in there. (laughs) And it will tell you whether or not you need to put in more pennies and more nickels or quarters, but there's no percentage that you have to pay. I mean, that is really something. Because after all, you know, it's always good to put your coins back into the circulation because there's actually a coin shortage here in the United States. I don't know if you know this. That's right. It seems like we're out of common sense. Oh, <laughs> I know. That's bad. Hey, on that have you note, know, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's our weekly fun podcast, as I like to say, about all things digital. It's part of the Kim Commando Today podcast. So Monday through Thursday, you get just me. And then on Friday, wow, we have the whole gang here. And joining us, as always, we have our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. And Ali, how are you going to make us more brilliant in this podcast?
1: I have good ones today. I'm going to tell you how to score the cheapest plane tickets if you're traveling anytime soon. And then my tips for finding the actual reliable reviews on Amazon. Really? There are like, there are bad and fake reviews on Amazon?
0: (laughs) Uh, Spoiler. Uh, (laughs) I know. Sorry Uh, sorry about that. And then we have our magnificent millennial and our very own internet scout, Matthew Huffable. Tell us what you have on tap.
2: You know, I'm going to do a space news roundup for all the new space news that's came out, as well as a handy tool for how to give instructions on how to do something on your PC.
0: And then you're on joke duty at the end, right? I
2: am. And I brought some more dad jokes this week. I have a few of them.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're ready for that. (laughs) All right, let's get this party started already with the tech news. Important developments to keep you in the know. And I'm going to start by asking you both a question. There was a Google search phrase that jumped 630% between the year years 2018 and today. What do you think that search phrase is that jumped 630%? Any idea? Pandemic. 2018, though. Um, mm. Yes. Uh, is
1: it something about voting?
0: Um. Mm, not quite. Okay. Uh, Frank Regroupment Group. They are a tech recruiting company, and they analyzed Google search traffic between those years, and they found that the search for believable excuses for missing work <laughs> 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 rose six hundred and thirty percent. That's right, six hundred and thirty percent. So, freeze. That these are the phrases that people are searching for: the best excuses for missing work, um, the best way to call in sick. <laughs> Uh, good excuses to miss work. Well, this reminded me, I, I'm not going to say the person's name because it would be really embarrassing to them because they still follow everything that we do. And I'm just going to tell the story. Don't get mad at me because I'm not <laughs> going to use your name. But we had an employee many years ago that called me and said, Kim, I'm really sorry. I, I just I just can't come into work today. And I'm like, oh, you know, no big deal. You know, get better. You're sick. He's like, No, here's what happened. Um, I was uh, sleeping last night and my wife picked up my phone and then she found out that I've been having an affair with her (gasps) best friend for the last three years.
2: Oh, my God. no. That's a good excuse. So
0: I have to figure out a new place to live today.
1: (laughs) Could have just said I'm moving. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I was like... um, Okay, that's a little, that's TMI, but okay, take whatever time that you need. Um, But anyway, in other Google news, I am bad news, Kim, this week, not bad news, Allie. (laughs) Uh, Because if you use Google Chrome on a Mac, you want to update your browser uh, to the latest version. They say there's exploit, emergency, security updates, zero day. Okay, those are already like bad phrases to Mm -hmm. use in one sentence. So if you're using Google Chrome on a Mac, just go ahead and get the update. All right, Matt, you're up next because you love all things space. Tell us what's going on.
2: I'm going to put back on my space cadet uniform because there's a (laughs) bunch of updates that I wanted to get out there. There's a, a lot of small ones, so I thought I'd give you the top three that happened this week. SpaceX actually relaunched its largest rocket that they have, which is called the Falcon Heavy. And it's basically just three Falcon rockets strapped together. But this is the same <laughs> rocket that Elon <laughs> used back in 2018 to launch his own Tesla Roadster into orbit around the sun. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, yeah. That uh, that was crazy. It was... was.
2: And a lot of space lovers love this rocket because of one little trick that it does. When these rockets launch, the two side rockets detach. And as they come back down to land right where they lifted off at the uh, launch pad, there's a large sonic boom and everyone that's around it can hear it as they break through the atmosphere. So that's always really cool. But this mission was called the USSF-44. It is a secretive government mission oh, for a no. quote surveillance satellite.
1: Mm. Now,
2: that's all they've released about it, but this is the first time there's launched a rocket in 3 years, so a lot of space lovers really paid attention to this. The next big thing that happened this week is the SLS, the Space Launch System, is finally back up on its launch pad in Cape Canaveral? This is the rocket that was three months ago was about to do that mission to the moon, and then it was delayed, and then it was delayed again, and then it was taken <laughs> off the launch pad and taken back into the hangar. Right? Well, it's, go to your room. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, That's funny.
2: <laughs> Alex. Go, go to your room, rocket. You're not done. You're not ready. So They brought it back out. It is up at the launch pad and they are tentatively planning a launch for November 14th. So hopefully, fingers crossed, if all things go right, this will be the first mission back to the moon in decades, which is really cool. Finally, this is one of the most amazing photos I've ever seen. The James Webb telescope released more of its beautiful photos, wow, two, of it which, true. two of which just blew me away. One of them was two galaxies colliding with each other. This is called IC 1623 and it's 14 million light years away, but it's literally two large galaxies just swirling around each other. And scientists believe that because of the high mass of these two galaxies colliding with each other, this is where new stars are being formed within within that mass.
1: It's a beautiful photo. It is crazy. It is gorgeous.
2: The second photo you might recognize. It's a picture of the pillars of creation, which is another what they call a star nursery. But there was this photo was taken back in two thousand and two by the Hubble Space Telescope. Well, the James Webb has now won up to the Hubble once again and took a picture <laughs> of the same thing in such more detail. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, it really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when you know, when you zoom in, I think you actually see a Walmart there, too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a Starbucks. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> and somebody's calling to say, your extended car warranty is oh, yeah. expired. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so fun? Somebody yeah, should make a meme zoom, like zoom, that. Yeah. Enhance <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, good stuff, Matt. Thank you for sharing. All right, Allie. So uh, we're all getting ready to travel, right, for the holidays?
1: And it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. This number blew me away. Domestic rancher flights around Christmas this year, 40% higher than last year. Isn't that crazy? I'm very happy. I'm staying home for the holidays. There are staffing shortages, you know, these wonky airport schedules, uh, more expensive fuel, you name it. So all the prices are getting passed on. So I thought, how can we save money if we're flying? The team over at Google Flights, they just looked at five years of flight data to see, okay, what's the best day to book? What's the worst day to book? What's, you know, how do you save some money? Uh, there is no one cheapest day to fly, they say, but flights on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday are between 12 and 20% cheaper oh, than wow. weekend flights. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, the type of flight matters too. We all like to avoid a layover, right? Because it's annoying, but you can save 20% with a layover. So might be worth the time.
0: Only far- if you know what I don't like about layovers though, is what if the connecting flight
1: Ding ding ding. Isn't yes.
0: there. Okay. Yes. Or you get bumped or whatever it may be. And that's why I always try to like nonstop, just get me there, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I prefer that too. It just feels safer. I do have a little tip for that though, in a Ooh. minute. Okay. And how far out should you book? Uh between twenty-one and sixty days is ideal for domestic flights. The holidays, of course, skew things a bit. They say that for the lowest prices for Thanksgiving, you're looking at thirty-six to seventy-four days ahead of time. That ship has sailed. If you still need okay. to buy Thanksgiving travel. Just do it because it's going to get more expensive. For Christmas, about 88 days ahead is ideal. Although I thought this was funny. The lowest prices are usually 22 days before Christmas. So early December. Yeah, but the tricky part there, flights do sell out. So if you've got a big family, lots of you flying, eh, you might not want to wait. Okay, what about the day to buy your tickets? When should you do that? We are always told it's Tuesday, right? That's always Mm -hmm. the day that sticks out. Buy your flights on Tuesday. Google says Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Well, actually, only save you around 2% versus booking. Really? Yeah, on any other day. Now, again, all this info is five years worth of flight data. And things are different now, right? If you go to book a flight, it just feels different than it did before. So I thought, okay, what is something a little more up to date? Expedia also put together some numbers. These were January through August of this year.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They say Sunday is actually the best day to book. And for Ooh. domestic flights, you can save about 5% on domestic and 15% if you're flying international. So book on a Sunday. When you book on a Sunday,
0: you know, because, you know, for years, like you said, for years, it's always been Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. But now it's Sunday. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, check it out. And they say it's cheapest to fly on a Wednesday. And don't book too far ahead because anything more than three months out, and you're going to pay more money than if you just wait a little bit. So I guess it actually does pay to procrastinate sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And then one more thing, they also looked at cancellations. Yeah, so many flights get delayed and canceled. Now, um, flights that leave after three p.m. have the best chance of being canceled. So try to fly <laughs> earlier in the day. Same take goes that for those six a.m.
0: flights. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same goes for those connecting flights. So if you are taking connecting flight, don't take the last one of the day because there's not going to be anywhere for you to you know move to if that gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Commando.com, of course, we have lots more travel tips. We will tell you how to find the most legroom, um, all the tech you need to take with you on your long flights, all that fun stuff.
0: You know, I was reading in the Wall Street Journal the other day. They said that if Thanksgiving, if you leave on Sunday, Mm
1: -hmm. then
0: Mm -hmm. that airfare is 27% higher than if you left on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. and so Yeah, if
1: you can take an extra day off work, you'll save a lot of money. And then also with
0: Google Flights, they will alert you when the price is going up or down. I always think that's really fascinating. So if you start using them a little bit more, you know... I have a joke about time travel, but I'm not going to share it because you guys just didn't like it. (laughs) I know. All right. That was bad. That's good. All right. Coming up, how to check to see if the boss is actually spying on you. We have some election tricks and how to record steps with your PC. No, not the walking kind, (laughs) (laughs) the steps on how to do things. You're on Tech Refresh, so stay right where you are. welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast delivered every Friday as part of the Kim Commando Today podcast. And we talk about everything digital. It's not just me. Allie and Matt are here as well. And I just want to tell you about getkimshelp.com. If you're ever having trouble with your Wi-Fi, your printer, uh, getting your phone to do something, getting your Facebook account back, whatever it may be, the tech experts at getkimshelp.com, they can fix most tech problems in 10 minutes or less. And if they can't fix them, Let me tell you, you are just not going to pay a dime. So when you need handheld tech support, tech support that you can trust, because the worst thing you can do in your entire life is just Google search what? Tech Tech support. support. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to work. So that's why you want to go to getkimshelp.com. Once again, getkimshelp.com. All right, this is part of the podcast where we like to share some insider secrets. And, you know, I was talking about how the searches for missing work are up 630% on Google. (laughs) Well... Bossware is up 62% and Bossware is if you're working at home or maybe you have a, a company delivered laptop, own laptop, whatever it may be, and then there is software on that is, that is secretly tracking every single thing that you do when you're on it, when you're using it. And those little mouse movers, they don't work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know about that. Don't you? If you, we talked about it here on the show, I think, is that yeah. you put a mouse in this little gadget and then it moves the mouse. And the whole idea is yeah. that your boss will say, oh, God, Matt. You're really working really late It never tonight. goes idle. Yeah. What is going silly. on with that guy? <laughs> All right. So how do you know if your computer has bossware on it? How do you really know? Well, what you can do is you want to check what's going on in the background. Of course, if you're on a Mac, you're going to go to Utilities and Activity Monitor. And if you're on Windows, it's that Alt, Control, Delete keys, yes, and you open the Task Manager. And then look to see what processes are running in the background. Because these monitoring tools typically use a lot of CPUs and they take up a lot of RAM. And they shouldn't be easy to spot because they're going to be up there at the top of the list. Now, your IT guy or gal, they can actually tweak these settings so it doesn't actually appear <laughs> on oh, your lovely. list. Okay. So uh, it may be running in stealth mode. So you don't know that. Now, if you ever have a an employment contract or terms and conditions, HR policies, you want to check to see and just do a Google search or pardon me, just do a search. Control F for the words like uh, monitoring software, employee software, whatever it may be like that. And because if there is one there, they may have to divulge it depending upon what state. Mm-hmm. So the Bossware searches are up at sixty-two percent. So it's um it's probably a pretty good guess. Maybe if you are working for a big company, I would see it on a big company instead of on a smaller company. Yeah. And it just reminds me that of another story. A production person once asked me for a raise because, you know, every time you talk about, like, productivity and pit plans and all this stuff. <laughs> so every we time, it's that time of year, and this guy asked me for a raise. And he said, you know, I really need more money. Um, I'd like to stay, but I have three companies after me. And I said, which companies are they? And he said – the gas, water, and electric. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, all right. So Matt and Allie, we were talking about this yesterday that Matt, you want to talk about how to use the step recorder feature on your PC. And Allie and I had both the same thing, like you're gonna do your steps like carrying around the CPU. <laughs> is that what it is? you mean. <laughs> It's a good workout.
2: It it would be. Computers can be heavy, but this is more to help you help someone else out with trying to learn something to do on on your PC. It's super easy. I don't know how I didn't know about this before. It's called the step recorder. Basically what it does is when you open this tab, it'll allow you to record your steps and then you can go through and do what you're trying to show somebody. So say you're trying to show someone how to download the update for Chrome, as you mentioned earlier. (laughs) You can go in start this thing. Basically what you'll do is you'll go down to the search bar at the bottom of your PC, type in step recorder. It'll come up right away. You click on it. There's a little button. It'll say start recording. And then you go through the steps while it's recording of how to download that update. You then click stop recording. And this is amazing. It'll pull out a Word document that has Typed up, the computer automatically knows what you did, types up what you did with screenshots step-by-step on how to do what you just did.
0: I didn't know about that. How did I not know about that? This is incredible.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. And and so say your parent calls you, your grandparent calls you, someone who's not super good in tech, you can do this, save those steps and send it to them. And they have the entire thing right there in front of them. I don't know how nobody knew about this. If you haven't (laughs) tried this and you want to help somebody out... Go ahead and give it a try.
0: Because that can be so incredibly frustrating, isn't it? To say, okay, go to start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the screenshots are nice too, that they can actually see it.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, how many times has someone called you, especially you, Kim? Someone called you and said, (laughs) hey, can you help walk me through this? And then you over the phone have to walk them through step by step on how to do that. And they don't understand or they get confused. You don't have to do that anymore. Just record your steps and send it to them. Really easy. So
0: how do you how do you do that again? Just give everybody the steps one more time.
2: Go down into the bottom of your PC. It, it's only on PCs and you're going to search step recorder and it comes up right away.
0: Nice. Yeah. You know what? That's a great tip right there. We should yes. have that on the site, Al. Let's put that as some, we sure will. some yep. insider secrets. Yeah. Let's look at that.
1: Okay. So you're up, Al. What do you got? Amazon. Okay. Yes. Amazon is full of crappy fake reviews. We all know this, but It's just human nature, right? We're going to look at the reviews anyway. So how can you actually try to find the ones that are helpful and not just the junk fake ones? Okay. I've got three things that I always look for. First, the pictures. I always look at reviews with pictures because I feel like this is how you see if -hmm. something is defective if people are saying, yeah, the, the quality is not very good or, hey, this is awesome. I love it. So I always look at the reviews with pictures. When it comes to star ratings, All right. Think about it. If you're a company and you're going to pay for fake reviews, you're probably going to pay for really good ones, right? Yeah. Five stars.
2: (laughs) I'm going to pay for two star reviews.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I go to the three star and the four star because I feel like those are probably more likely to be just real people reviewing a product. So I go to those and see what they're about. It's also worth looking at one star reviews. If there are any of those, just to see, um, pet peeve of mine when people leave one star reviews, because it's like the packaging was messed up or the delivery was late. It's like, This is not helpful. Okay. And then I always look at the most recent reviews. Now, if you go to any product with a ton of reviews, you will see really great reviews from like 2017, 2018, right? They want the really good ones to be right there at the front. But if you filter by most recent and you see all these really bad reviews, it might be an indication that the product is just not good anymore. You know, manufacturers change, materials change, all that stuff. So it might be something that used to be great. And isn't anymore. So make sure you check those recent reviews too.
0: You know, do you ever leave reviews? Never. I do sometimes. I do. Really, I, I do don't man? leave reviews. Yeah. What, yeah. what's the last, What's the last time you reviewed?
2: Um, I bought a um, a co- you were talking about this, Ali, a coffee frother, an electric oh. coffee frother, and I bought a really good one. And I was worried because it chargeable, it doesn't use batteries, and yeah. I was like worried that it wasn't going to be powerful. And it was really good, so I didn't leave a huge long review. It just said, works really well. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars. That's do it. you
1: just do this out of the kindness of your heart for other people? Sometimes, yeah. Look at you. Oh. Well, yeah. hmm. We're proud. Yeah, I never. We were, we're so doing. proud.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, if you like uh, these great short tips, make sure that you get our Daily Tech Update podcast. Every single day, you get 60 seconds of a news story and then 60 seconds of a digital life hack And I write and record them both every single day just for you. So, yeah, I know. So make sure that wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course, and make sure that you subscribe or follow to the Daily Tech Update. All right, coming up, we have what a TikTok influencer, the Grand Canyon, and a golf club has in common. We have a really funny joke at the end or a few from Matt. And we have this week's buying guide with Allie, how to turn your old car into a kind of almost, well... 2022 car al you think is that it with of, all the yeah. yeah absolutely so don't leave us now because there's a lot more coming up you don't want to miss welcome back to Tech Refresh. You know, it's your Friday podcast, part of Kim Commando today, where it's not just me. Allie and Matt are here as well. And Matt has a really big job with us. Not only is he our magnificent millennial and our dedicated Internet scout, (laughs) is that he actually puts together our newsletters. Don't you, Matt?
2: I do every single day.
0: And they are amazing. So if you're not getting our free newsletters for more tech, smarts, and knowledge, because after all, knowledge is power, whatever you're interested in, we have Windows, we have Android, Apple, travel, small business, you name it, make sure you head over to commando.com slash newsletters and sign up for the newsletters that you want. All right. So this is part of the podcast. where we talk talking about, uh, what the heck was this? So here's the headline. TikTok influencer loses golf club inside the Grand Canyon. Oof. Okay. All right. Um, influencer, more like idiot. <laughs> Here's what happened. Uh, this young woman was standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon, and she decided that she would knock a golf ball into the Grand Canyon.
1: Why not? What and could go so wrong? Yeah.
0: She's recording it for, of course, to get all the likes because everybody loves her. And uh, and so she stands there at the edge, records herself, hitting the golf ball into the Grand Canyon, and then ceremonially takes her golf club and throws it into the Grand Canyon. Right. Oh my God. Okay. So the National Park Service is <laughs> <laughs> <You ran>. very <laughs> happy about this. Yeah. And they said uh, they put this online in their Twitter account and they said somebody posted a video to their personal TikTok page showing her, blah, 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 blah. We need your help to identify the individual. <laughs> Okay. A manhunt. Yeah, <laughs> the next day, Grand Canyon law enforcement has identified, <laughs> located uh, the individual responsible for this incident. Charges and a court appearance are pending because oh, uh, throwing objects over the rim of the Grand Canyon is illegal, and because it can endanger hikers and wildlife that are below. Imagine if you're just sitting there hiking the Grand yeah. Canyon. And this golf ball comes and <laughs> yeah. this golf club comes down. I mean, that's crazy. Riding a mule you know, and just
2: get hit by a golf club.
0: <laughs> when I, when I fir- the first house I bought in Phoenix was on, I guess you'd say the north side of Camelback, And so I would be sitting there out by the pool and I, a golf ball would go ding, ding, choo, right into the pool. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'd turn around and like, dude, you're going to kill me down here. You're going to kill me down here. So now fast forward, gosh, almost, what, 20 years, no longer than that, probably almost 30 years, is that I have figured out, finally figured out that where I am building my house right now is where that guy lived that was <gasps> shooting those golf balls down. Oh,
1: <laughs> How funny
0: oh, is man. that? I, I know. Irony. Because I, I started looking, I'm like, oh my God, the trajectory. And I didn't really figure it out. Actually, Barry did. He's like, this is where the guy was standing. Because if you look, this is the, where the golf balls <laughs> are coming from. <laughs> Kind of crazy stuff. Uh, the Grand Canyon, have you guys been?
2: Once, and I've lived here my whole life.
1: <laughs> I can beat you because I've never been, oh. and I've lived here for... Yeah, I'm a, an native, and yep. I've somehow never been.
0: Well, you know, it's really it's on the beautiful. List. It is. It's really beautiful, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So, like, Barry's all into this. You know, we're going to go stay at the lodge at the Grand Canyon. We're going to spend, like, three days there and whatever. And so... <laughs> He's, so we drive all the way up there. You know, it's like six, seven-hour drive, right? Yeah. Drive all the way up there. And I look and – this is going to sound really mean. But I looked and I said, so, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> and Barry's like, yeah, we're going to be here for three days. I'm like, um – Doing really? what? Yeah. yeah. Did you stay for weird. three days? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> One night we went back. That's not going to work. But the Grand Canyon is really, really beautiful. Or should I say Gorge. Yes. Oh.
2: Wow.
0: Okay. So, Matt, the origin of text symbols going yeah. crazy on the Internet. What's happening? The,
2: this article blew up, and I think it's fascinating. We all see these symbols every day, right? You see the power symbol. You see the Bluetooth symbol. You see the play symbol or the at symbol, and you just assume what they are. You know what they are. You don't have to think about it. You know what that means, right? Well, a lot of these symbols have very interesting histories. So I thought I'd go through some of them. And honestly, blow your mind, The last, stay, stick around for the last one because that one is amazing. So I thought I'd start with the power symbol. So you all know the power symbol. It's that broken circle with the line in the top, right? Now, this symbol actually dates back to World War II, where engineers would use that symbol to mean binary or one and zero or on and off
0: oh. on their power
2: things on planes, on ships, on a lot of engineered stuff during World War this II. This is
0: like a Jeopardy question. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is what is the power symbol? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. The Bluetooth symbol. This one's even more fascinating. You might have heard the story of the 10th century Danish king named Harold Bluetooth. Now the reason he was called Bluetooth was because he had a addiction to eating blueberries. And so his teeth were constantly stained blue. (laughs) Now he was able to unite the Swedish and the Danish people the same way that Bluetooth can unite different devices. When the creators of Bluetooth uh, came up the technology, they named it Bluetooth after Harold Bluetooth. Now that symbol that you see, that looks almost like a zigzag with two bumps on the right-hand side is actually a runic symbol that stands for Harold Bluetooth. It's H and B in runic. Which is you know, fascinating.
0: You know and that symbol is really important. Oh yeah. You know a lot of people don't realize that the symbols there for a reason. Is that tells you the right way to insert <laughs> the USB yeah. cable in,
2: right? Yeah. The next one is the play symbol. This one's actually relatively new, but it doesn't have its origins in computing. It actually goes back to the 1960s when reel-to-reel tape decks used that little arrow inside of the circle to mean forward on the reel-to-reel. Mm-hmm. And so there was another symbol for backwards that was the backwards arrow in the circle, and that was reel-to-reel. And so it doesn't—it got its start outside of the internet or outside of computing. Yeah. Now, the best one, this is the one you've been waiting for, the at symbol. This is incredible. This symbol has been known by many names. Um, In France, it's known as the snail. In China, it's known as little mouse. Um, In Germany, it's called the monkey tail. So it has different names all over the world. thought that was fascinating. Um, In 1971, a computer programmer in Europe used this to separate names and networks for what would become email. Now, it wasn't called email at the time, but it was to differentiate when the name of the person and when the network that it was on Started So at blank, right? But the actual goes back farther than this when in 1885, it was used on keyboards to mean uh, for accounting at the rate of. So it was an accounting symbol for at the rate of back in 1885. Wow, you're
0: just like all full of fun facts right here. This Man. is crazy. But it
2: goes deeper. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> this symbol Illuminati. actually has its origins back in the 6th century when monks would use it to mean the word at or toward. <laughs> Because they were using the word ad, which of course stands for A.D. or Anno Domini, which is the years after Christ. So they actually used this symbol back in old monk texts from the 6th century to mean ad. Man. Do you
1: think the monk said, don't at me?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. are what I with this? Yeah. No,
0: oh, well, that was really interesting, Matt. That was good. I you know, love I feel that kind like of stuff. I, I feel like we just learned like a whole bunch of stuff in like 30 seconds. Hey,
2: (laughs) Thanksgiving's coming up. You can use these fun facts to impress all your family.
0: And and I think we should be sharing them on our social media accounts because I think people would like that. So wherever you are, whether you're on facebook.com slash Kim Commando, instagram.com slash Kim Commando, LinkedIn, make sure that you follow us because this way you get all these little tips, tricks and secrets. And I will, well, I will give you an insider tip is that my Instagram account is now private. That's right. It is private. So if you'd like to join in, well, what you need to do is to make a request. So go to Instagram.com slash Kim Commando and then make a request to follow. And then uh, if you're a nice person, I'll go ahead and let you in. That's (laughs) Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. All right. Coming up, some old cars and how you can get new digital tricks. And then we have a great joke at the end you don't want to miss. Hey, it's Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast delivered every Friday as part of the Kim Commando Today podcast. And uh, just a quick reminder is that if you ever have a question for me that you'd like me to answer, you know, on the show, or maybe you want to be on the show, or maybe you want me to pass it along as great content that we can. Allie and I can talk about, and Matt can put together newsletters and good things like that. Uh, just go ahead and send me your question. The easiest place to do that, I know you like to leave them all over social media, but <laughs> okay. The best place for me to read every single email and question that you want to get in front of me is to go to the website, commando.com with a K, of course. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. So you fill that all out. I'm the only one that reads them, by the way. And so if you ever have a question, you need help with something, you want us to cover a particular topic. That's the place to do it. All right. So the hol- – might as well just say it. The holidays are here. I mean, yep. after <gasps> Halloween, it just turns into this mad rush to Christmas. Yeah. And so, as you know, I have um, older cars. I have classic cars. Um, you know, my favorite is – whenever you say SLS, Matt, I think yeah. of the SLS, the car that I have. It's the <laughs> one with the mm-hmm. going, and I've had that forever. Um But if you have an older car, there are some ways that you can bring it into the modern age, right, out a little bit?
1: There are. You know, I know some people are going to roll their eyes at me, but every time I have to drive a car that doesn't have a backup cam,
0: (laughs) I realize (laughs) how much I rely on it. Yeah, and then now it's the 360 cam.
2: Oh, yeah. I I don't have one
0: of those, but those are Neither do I. (laughs) Okay, that is really, that is a beautiful thing. I'll just (laughs) tell you right now. When when your next car, just make sure it has the 360 cam. Because okay, if you really want to figure out if you're in the parking spot, the right place. <laughs> that's how to do it. Yeah. That's how to do it.
1: Nice. Well, I didn't realize there's so much you can buy to modernize your car. So if you have an older car, it's okay. You can get a lot of this cool stuff, including a backup cam. Uh, we found one that's really awesome. It's about $150. bucks. i have seen it on sale for as low as 100 Basically, all you have to do is put up the sensors, plug it into the cigarette lighter. And you're good to go nice. you have a 1080p nice. backup cam it's awesome you can install parking sensors too uh, these are cheap they're like 35 bucks so these are basically if your car has them built in you know it's if you're you know, drifting into another lane you're too close to something you get these little alerts you can do the same thing aftermarket that cheap um, i was reading through the reviews of course and i saw one from somebody who said My dealership tried to get me to install things like this aftermarket for 800 bucks. I bought these for $35 and they work just nice. nice.
2: Yeah, nice.
0: That's always such a great feeling, isn't it? When you like, when you you can do the same job and you do it for just like a fraction (laughs) of the cost. Love that.
2: Totally.
1: One more thing I had no idea you could add on yourself, tire pressure monitors. That is something I love in my car. If one of the tires is low, you get that little alert. So you know which one to fill up or you know, oh yeah, my tire's low. They sell these aftermarket and they're pretty cheap, um, about 50 bucks. So you get an alert if your tire's low. Again, you have to plug this one into the lighter as well. And so that got me thinking, man, bummer. If you want a few of these things, what do you do then? Yeah. Yeah. Turns out they sell splitters (gasps) for the lighter. So you can actually plug in multiple things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They're really cheap. They're under 20 bucks. So you can pick out one or two if you want them. I'd go with the Mac backup cam and the tire sensors because I think those are so handy. But we've got a whole guide over on Commander.com that has this and lots more gadgets you can use to modernize any old car. Um, if you search, actually, this works, go to Commander.com and just search old car and it'll come up.
0: Nice. Yeah. You know, I sent you a picture. I don't, did you see the picture I sent you for the current to use at the end? I did. Of yes. Yeah. Okay. Of the baby in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So I just explained to everybody. So in the 1960, I think it was the, the Corvair. Is that what you would do is you would take your baby and you'd put it in the back window like where the <laughs> trunk is. And it was like this little cradle that you'd put there. So the, the kid, the baby would be sitting there and they said the baby would be all warm from the sun, love the rumbling sound of the <laughs> engine.
1: <I'm> like, <laughs> and they'd fly just right into the back seat yeah, yeah, if you hit the brakes too hard. That
0: yeah, that would it be just in the window. Okay. And now you're now you're looking at like, okay, we need like a car seat that turns around this around. um. Mm-hmm. Up to the age of eight, you know. Strap them in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm then, still in a car seat. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's,
0: uh, no, we got you. You're you're, you're going to leave that car
2: seat soon. I'm meanwhile, in a booster. Pretty, yeah, she's in, in a booster, booster seat.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. So, Matt, scale of one to ten. What do you think?
2: You know, last jokes? time I did some dad jokes, we got some nice comments, and I think they were really good. I'm going to give this. I, I I'm not going to go too high. I'm thinking a seven I for the think. total of all of them. They're all pretty clever and dad jokey. So. <laughs>
1: adding to our arsenal there we go all of us yeah
2: <laughs> all right and with the holidays coming up and thanksgiving just rounding around the corner i thought i'd give you a bunch of thanksgiving jokes that you Ooh. can use at the thanksgiving oh, nice. table this year okay, okay. <clears throat> all right knock knock who's
0: there,
1: who's there?
2: butter butter who?
1: butter who
2: butter open up quick i have some great thanksgiving jokes to tell you okay <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: what does you a turkey? That it. was
0: bad. Hey,
2: <laughs> hey, gotta keep him, daddy. All right. What does a turkey eat for dessert? Peach mm. gobbler. <laughs> Can a turkey jump higher than the Empire State Building? Of course, buildings can't jump. All right. Oh no. <laughs> Why did the Pilgrim's pants always fall down? Because they were wearing the buckle on their hat. <laughs> All right. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? What? Pumpkin pie.
0: Pie. I was going to say, I was was almost got that one.
2: And finally, my family told me to stop telling Thanksgiving jokes, but I told them I just couldn't quit cold turkey. Oh. (laughs) No. All right. Um, Those,
1: you know, I, I think they were, they were okay.
2: Hey. I'll take it. I'll take an okay. <laughs>
1: I know what's going to happen. I know that people are going to hear these, and they're going to repeat these jokes. Absolutely. And their families are going to make the same sounds yeah. that Kim okay, and I just you, did. But you know what's really sadder hmm. about all of this is that they're going to say they heard it on the Tech Refresh
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, if they're telling people about the podcast, we'll take
2: it. Hey, that's I heard true. these great uh, you know, they're not quite the best dad jokes, but you know, I'm an uncle, so I'm going to call them great Thanksgiving uncle jokes. There you go. It that is.
0: That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true That's good. All right, so this is at the end of type refresh where we like to say, "Here's your little to-do." And how about Ali, you go first.
1: If you are taking a flight, Kim, I think you had a really great tip. Um, Google Flights does tell you when prices go up or down. So if you're planning a trip and you're like, "Man, I know that I'm going to have to spend so much money on this." Go ahead and set an alert on Google Flights, flights.google.com, and you can you know, say where you're going, you'll get alerts when the prices drop. And that is a really good way to keep an eye on it. How about you, Matt?
2: If you haven't heard of step recorder on your PC, try it out. It <laughs> yeah. is one of the coolest features that I had no idea about it. Go in your search bar, type in step recorder. Trust me, you'll like it.
0: You know, I'm going to dust off my HP that's sitting on my <laughs> desk. Can I turn it on just to do that? To do yeah. the step recorders? Cause it that, that sounds really neat. Oh yeah. Um, I guess my to-do is I want you, speaking of, I want you to challenge yourself. And I want you to tell at least three family members and friends about our podcast. I mean, just, just three people. I mean, even if you just get on social and you say, I love the Commando Podcasts, and then, you know, with a link over to the podcast on Apple and Google. I mean, you know, all that really, really helps us out. I mean, so that this way you can show your support of our programming by actually telling more people about it. So just, just three people. That's it. Just three people. Okay. Maybe five. Maybe just, okay, five. maybe 10. Okay. It's the or, season of sharing.
2: Just put it on it during is. Thanksgiving. Yeah. There you go. It'll be like, what it podcast is. is this?
0: That's yes. good yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's really a good idea. And um, as always, we always love to hear your comments and your feedback. You can send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Once again, that's podcasts at Thanks for listening. Thanks for following us and subscribing. We'll see you again next week.